I'd like to take a minute to thank our proud sponsor, Traeger. Once again, I think it's grilling for dummies. I made the best burger maybe I've ever had in my life on a Traeger. My wife likes the steaks. She hates when I cook. She loves when I cook on a Traeger. This barbecue season grill with flavor. Grill with a Traeger wood pellet grill. Once you experience Traeger wood fire taste, you won't want to go back to cooking with gas and charcoal. It's just a fact. Traegers are easy to use. There's no need to constantly prod, poke, and flip your food. You just load up your hopper with 100% natural wood pellets, set your cooking temperature like you would an oven, and let Traeger's signature heat and smoke do all the work. Look, no more babysitting your grill. You can go play golf. You got a little app you can use, right? Set it and forget it. You go back whenever you want to do it. Uh, with Traeger 6-in-1 versatility, you can do it all. Grilling, smoking, I smoke. Baking, roasting, braising, and barbecuing from burgers to brownies. You heard it right. Make lunch, make dinner, make dessert. Dude, you can make breakfast. Eggs probably work on there too, huh? Yeah, they do. Hey, um, I remember I wanted to ask... Oh, Quick little story. We were talking about dirt roads, okay? Yep. And I'm going to pretend... I'm just going to talk like I'm not fucking soaked in fear right now, dude. I'm going to fucking move on and be a trooper, because that's that's the pro way to go. Um, but just please tell me that we're not going to edit this out. Oh, no. no this, this is, part of this is <laughs> perfect. We have our clickbait now. No, actually, what was it? 12? 12. <laughs> Something like that. Well, we never went to get our balls that we uh, drove. We teed off and then went to the... <laughs> oh, went to the shack. Yeah, we, yeah. we never even got the balls. Oh, well. Yeah, it's a good time. Maybe we'll find them next time. Yeah. Miss them. Let's see. Wasn't the first one I lost that day. No, I went through 12 balls. <laughs> For sure, a whole box. Are we rolling? Yep. Oh, man. What's up, dude? What's up? We got Al Dean in here on Just Being Earnest. We also got Tyler Farr in the room. He, he's going to hot. I wish we got to get a camera on you at some point for sure. His outfit's so good. Yeah, I asked him this morning if he just grabbed the first couple of things he saw in his drawer. Camouflage pants, Georgia Bulldog jersey with some camo and red shoes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of put together almost. It is. You know what, though? It's just... The red and the neon orange almost, almost don't don't go. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about how you even got in here today, yeah. And and how you how you uh, kidnapped me. <laughs> I, I I keep a promise. What can I say, man? You do. I'm glad you came. Yeah, we were gonna have Jimmy Allen on the other night, and uh, Jason and I were playing golf, and my whole production team was here, ready, set up, and. Uh, He's like, look, hey, you ain't leaving. Yeah, well, you said you had to leave. You're like, I gotta go. I gotta do a podcast with Jimmy Allen, and and you were like, I don't know if I can get through it. We've been drinking all day, and I'm like, well, let me just call Jimmy and tell him you can't make it. Dude, <laughs> so I called Jimmy, Jimmy straight up said, and then we and then Jimmy was playing video games. Anyway. Jimmy said he texts me and goes, No, bro, you're doing me a favor. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy's playing Call of Duty or something. He didn't want to leave anyway. So oh my, you're gosh. welcome to both of you guys. Yeah, well, thanks, and again, <laughs> thanks for being here today. Yeah, man. Um, we just met a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I I don't get I haven't gotten to know you too well. I got to know you a little bit, but um I want to talk a little bit starting 
just can you tell me a little bit about your story when you came to Nashville? I know we touched on it a little bit, but tell me the you know the first couple of years and what's that what that was like. Well, I, you know, I had a band and I'm from Georgia originally, Middle Georgia, right. and and I had a band there out of high school and we traveled around, you know, kind of the southeast playing bars and and uh, I graduated high school in '95 and in '98 I was playing at a bar uh, called the Buckboard in Atlanta, which is a bar that you know people like. Mark Wills came out of there. Cletus yep. T. Judd came out of there. Cletus T. Yeah. So a guy back in the nineties named Darren Norwood was a guy that came out of there. And so you know, at the time there was you know some acts that were coming out of there, and and so uh, my producer Michael Knox saw me playing in a in a in a showcase there, and and I was playing some songs that I'd written, and and um, he was the VP at Warner Chapel, so yeah. he was working for publishing Warner Brothers Publishing here, and um, and basically signed me to like a a publishing deal to, to bring me to town and start trying to work on, you know, getting a record deal and, and those kind of things. But what year was that? That was that, uh, I moved to town November 1st of 1998. Wow. And, um, and so I didn't land my record deal. Well, you know, well, you, the first couple of years were kind of weird. I was here, I moved in November and in December I got offered a record deal by MCA mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, we're getting ready to shut down. Everything here shuts down for like a month or month and a half during the holidays. So yeah. it was kind of like, all right, well, after the holidays, we'll get together. We'll figure it out and kind of make it official. Well, after the after the holidays, uh, Decca Records, which was here back then, shut down and merged with MCA. And so they absorbed some of the acts that were over there, guys like Gary Allen and Red Akins. They, so they got some new male artists over there, and um, they were like, well— we weren't expecting that, so you know we got too many male acts now. So they kind of bailed on the deal. So a couple years later, uh, Capitol Records mm -hmm. offered me a deal. Wasn't that this building? Capitol. This, this used to be no, Capitol. Was this? Was it after? I think it was after that. Okay, okay. So, um, but Capitol off, offered me a deal, and um, it was one of those things where the president of the label at the time was a guy named Pat Quigley, and he was the one that green lighted you know, them to sign me. Well, before we could get my deal done, Pat left and Mike Dungan came in. And so who's still there today. Right. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things where, I, you know, I don't think Dungan ever really was a hundred percent into to what I was doing and it, and what I was doing then is a little different than, than what I was doing now. I mean, obviously it's kind of grown and, and, you know, what were you doing? Was it, I mean, it was still rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was still kind of the, the country rock stuff, yeah. but I mean, you know how it is in this town, man. It's like, you just, you kind of, kind of zone in on, on, yeah, on your thing and it gets better and better and better. And so yes. honestly I got dropped from capital and, and it was probably the best thing because it gave me a few more years to kind of get ready and, and really kind of dial it in, you know what I yeah. was doing. And and so, uh, but that was kind of my first couple of years. And then I didn't sign another, I signed my deal at, at broken bow at the end of 2003. And that was just kind of a hail Mary. I was getting ready to, to go back to Nash to, uh, to Georgia really, and uh, kind of move out of town and, and go, get a real job as people say. And, and what, would you, uh, what would you have done? I don't know, man. I mean, I play music my whole, I play music my whole life. I don't know. I'd probably be, you know, playing some bar playing bars. still. I, now. I, so I always told my mom, I was like, I'm either going to make it in music or probably be homeless because yeah. I, I didn't really ever think of a plan B or whatever. And I I'm, hated real jobs. Well, I had, I think when you're a musician and you, and you love it, you know, and it's, it's sort of like in your bones. I don't, I don't know how you do anything else. You know, I don't know how you go and like 
work at a bank or something. I mean, yeah, I, no. I, I couldn't do that. No, at all, know? especially with my haircut. They wouldn't let me work at <laughs> no bank at all. I might work at a Logan's Roadhouse right. or something. Waffle uh, House. A Waffle House. Damn, can you imagine free Waffle House? Shout out Kid Rock. Free Waffle House for forever, dude. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let me see, let me see some of this stuff. I know we had some fan questions I want to get to that, that uh, we're going to ask some stuff. Um, yeah, dude, this is a good one. What fathering advice do you have for Earn? Also sponsored by Goodies Hangover. You know what's bad? Hangovers. You know what's good? Being able to get rid of those hangovers. That's where Goodies Hangover Powder saves the day. You simply pour it in a glass of water, drink it down, experience fast pain relief. It's literally that easy. Do what I do on mornings where you know you need a little, um, what's the word, hit of alertness. You grab a Goodies Hangover Powder and make your day a good one. Goodies has hooked all of my listeners up with a special Amazon discount code. Use one off earnest for a discount on six packages of goodies today. Oh, yeah. I need so getting ready to getting first ready to time dad. Congratulations, by the way. Thank um, you. You know, I think being a dad, I mean, Tyler, hell, he's he's a brand new dad, Oh, yeah, too. you had a kid in February? Yeah. When's your, your birthday's in February, isn't it? February 5th. She was born, my daughter's born the last week of January. She was supposed to be born this week. She was over a month early. Oh, well, see, that that scares my wife so much because uh, one of her best friends had another one like a month early, and like Delaney, Delaney's just like, uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's crunch time now because we're due May 1st, so... You know, what you know. you'll know what to do. Oh, yeah. That was my, my, so my advice, yeah. answering the question, my advice is this. It's like kind of the same thing I told Tyler. You know, I mean, when you're a first-time dad, it's it's like, I don't think I'd ever even change a diaper or anything, you know, and, and you just, you kind of figure it out, you know, and, and yeah. the way you do things may not be quite right. It may not be how your wife would do it, but it's like, you know, you figure it out and your way becomes the way the kid knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think you just, you know, you, you learn. And, and I do think that like instincts kind of take over too, you know I mean? Sure. I think we all kind of have that, that instinct in us that we don't know is there and, until you kind of have to use it. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's pretty cool to, to see it happen. I'm pretty pumped for it, to be honest. Like, I, I heard somebody put it like, it's like you get to customize your best friend. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and like, I kind of, I kind of love that. And, and I was I was adopted at three weeks old, so like another like I've always wanted to procreate. And like when when I met Delaney, I was like, I want to I want to have a kid with you and like see my DNA, right. you know. And like, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that. Boy, it's gonna be a hell, you know. Well, I think I think the much. coolest thing you can ever do in life. I mean, and you know, I say this all the time. It's like no matter what I do in my career or uh, you know any of that stuff. It's like being a parent. And, and raising a kid and what, I mean, my oldest, my oldest is 18. Mm-hmm. My youngest is two. Right. So I have an 18 year old, a 13 year old, a three year old and a two year old. And my oldest is getting ready to go to college, you know, wow. and, it's, and it's just watching her kind of become an adult and, you know, remembering when, you know, she was a baby and, and just like, you know, how she's grown up and how she's turned out. It's just, it's really cool to see that and, and that you helped kind of do that. And, and, you know, and, Physically, you look at them and you're like, God, you know, yeah, it's I'm excited. like looking in the mirror a lot of times, you know, and it's, it's really, it's just, there's no other, there's no better thing you can ever do in my opinion. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. Do any of your kids have any, like, are they musically inclined? Is your daughter interested or anything? Yeah. I mean, my daughter actually is going to Belmont. Cool. Uh, she's going to go to Belmont and, and she's a guitar player and, you know, like, uh, she, she, you know, Chick guitar she players. rips on guitar, you yes. know, she's like lead guitar player. So, um, she's got a little bit of it. My, my 13 year old, 
Uh, she's kind of like, she's playing sports. She's into, yeah. she plays volleyball. She's into that right now. Um, but my oldest has kind of always had a little bit of the music bug in her. And then the two little ones, it's kind of hard we'll to see, tell right yeah. now, <laughs> but, um, you know, Memphis especially, he's got the name. So, you dude, know. hey, if Memphis is ready to pull the trigger <laughs> on a music career, Memphis Aldean is. I, I think that's a pretty. He's got the name, pretty dude, baller name. Dude's but. got the swag too. Yeah. He's always decked out. So if he's got it, if he's got the music talent, he that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's set up. Let's see another one. He'll probably be into like painting or something. Hey, what? But Watercolors. Still, Memphis Aldean. <laughs> you, I mean, I would trust him as a doctor. Is like Doctor <laughs> Memphis Aldean. Yes, oxycotton. Don't, don't trust anybody as your doctor that's in my family. Trust me. Maybe I do. Maybe I will though. We're we're like good at one thing, and that's it. That's all we got: music, and that's even suspect. Sometimes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Let's see um, another fan question. Let's see, you pick. You let's see. Yeah, uh, who's better at golf, Jason or Ern? I think we're equally as bad. <laughs> I think we're equally as bad. I would agree with that. Morgan, I mean, Morgan asked, he was like, who's, he's like, is Aldean pretty good at golf? I was like, I mean, we're kind of about the same. And that's what Morgan said. So we're all hacks. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, the thing with, with me and you is like, I feel like I started out pretty good. And then like, you know, by the end of the front nine, I feel like we didn't really care at that point. We were just having fun and, yes. and just, you know, had a few drinks and we were like, I don't really care what our score was at that point. So it's kind of hard to tell because I feel like I've never played a round of golf where I, I don't drink and have fun. Yeah. So I'm curious if I ever played and didn't drink for a whole round, what my score would actually be. Yeah, that is true. But sometimes a drink help, like maybe getting drunk doesn't help, but I feel like a beer helps me loosen up. Yeah. And I, I just get, get to the head. point. But who's going to drink a beer? Uh, Nobody's gonna like, do. If I want to do that, grandpa's. I'm gonna drink a water. <laughs> Grandfather's. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. And then I just kind of reach that I don't give a shit part of the day, and I'm like, all right, yes. whatever. Then yeah. I'd start. Like you could see our scorecard. We kept up with it through like hole number nine, and then it was just like you skipped one. It was like one there, and then you skipped two, <laughs> and there'd be a score. Scorecard looked like tic tac toe, yeah, by like, <laughs> like dice. Jason, going back to uh, like coming here late '90s and being here early 2000s, how different was it coming up at that time in Nashville than it would be for somebody trying to come up now? Uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, music goes through different phases, you know, and and when I came in, um. You know, it was it was weird. It was like Nashville was kind of all the it was kind of during the boy band era of pop music. And so there was a lot of these a lot of these labels were trying to create these boy band country music things, you know, and and even Rascal Flats. I mean, they were kind of part of that. Yeah, um, it worked. <laughs> it, it for, but they were the only ones. You yeah. Know? Right. And I think the music for them was better. And, and just uh, talent wise, they just had had more of it than, than anybody else. But I mean, there was groups of like five and six guys and they all look like Backstreet Boys <laughs> trying to play country music. And, you know, the videos were weird. I, it was just weird. Yeah. I don't know. But there, it was kind of that phase of stuff, you know, where the kind of stuff that I was really doing was not that. It was not, you know, real pop oriented and stuff, especially more back then. It was probably more like Southern rock country. So yeah. um, it was just different, man. And, and, you know, I think right when I came to town, you know, Brad Paisley was just taking off, you know, so he, Keith Urban, uh, he was, he was pretty close to that, but even Keith, go back and look at Keith's first couple mm. videos, you know, I mean, he looked like he could have been in a damn boy band too. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> was that like, what was I he? love you, Keith, but yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, he knows his vibe now is way cooler. Yeah. Um, was that, what would you consider like 
your your freshman class, like of of, of, our, of my guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was you know me, uh, Miranda. Yeah, probably Carrie Underwood, um, Eric Church. Yes. Um, Luke came. Luke came a couple years later. He was always all a my couple friends years. say it was his first one, right? Yeah, he would. Luke was like. I want to say like he was about two years behind me and and kind of like the traje- trajectory of everything in our career, you know. Gotcha. So, um, but as much as I feel like he was a part of that class, it, it was close. But I feel like he was a, he came a little bit later. Um, he was the junior who got to hang out with the seniors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Met him he was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, Dirks came out a little bit before us. Um, but yeah, Miranda Carey. And church are the ones that I really kind of remember, you know, kind of running in that same circle when we first all kind of hit the ground, you know. And Did y'all ever tour together? Like, who who took you out to open? So my first tour that I ever opened for anybody, I think, was uh, Trace Atkins. Sick. It was the C- it was CMT the CMT tour, and and I went out with Trace for like a, one fall, and then um, the following year. I went out with Rascal Flats, and um, and that was when Flats were. I mean, they were. Right, were you like direct for Rascal? No, I was. I was like the. Oh, like uh, I was playing when people were filing in the show. <laughs> That's what I call it. when I was. I was going to go open for Sam Hunt, and I had this whole campaign going. I was calling it First of Four, and I had like a character where I was like. I'm starting for Sam Hunt. <laughs> I'm first of four, right? I'd, I'd be bat lead off. Yeah, I'd be bat. I'd be back like in catering or whatever, and I didn't order fucking green beans. <laughs> you know, like, well, this is my catering, and they're like, "This is the Sam Hunt tour." It's like, but I'm first of four. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, people that people that take uh, that would have been my first my first opening slot was a rap tour. On the Mike Stud tour, dude. That was the first person to take me on tour. Was I've yet Mike to hear Stud. your. I've yet to hear your rap stuff. I got to check it out. I'll pl- I'll play one right here on my phone. I'll show you some rap. You say so. Let's see. I, I, I just happen to have it right here. I, I just happen to have it right here. Let's see. Let's see here. Um, Boy meets world's a good one. Let's see here. Shout out Durrett. Me and him did this in. Let's see. Yeah. When I'm in Rome, that pussy sweet like a cinnamon. <laughs> I can't leave it alone. Uh, you did a 360, man. How the hell did you go from that to back in the country world, dude? I've I've always done it both sides. Like um, like I said in third grade, I got the Space Jam soundtrack and a banjo for Christmas and the rest of my life, dude, I swear. I was I was Lester the, Lester Flat. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Earn Starter Kit, the Space Jam soundtrack and them. All you Flatt. parents all you parents listening out there right now, just get your kids a rap album and a banjo. Yeah. You too could have your own podcast. Dude, customize your best friend. Yes. Customize your best friend. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, rap of I've, I've always gravitated to rap as much as I have country like um country music was always on the radio in the truck with my right. dad and then my mom was listening to oldies but like I was sneaking off like Eminem burnt CDs and Wu-Tang Clan yeah, I, you know I feel like it's funny because I feel like you know like the our generation of of musicians I mean we all kind of did that it was kind of the same for me it was like mine was more like you know rock and roll and and you know some hip-hop R&B 
Um, I mean, hell, Otis Redding's from my hometown. He's like my favorite oh, singer yeah. of all time. You know, I got Heard the, that. I got Otis Redding from my hometown. I got the Allman Brothers from my hometown. So, um, and I think it was the same for, you know, I think it's the same for a lot of people. It's like you're driving the truck and you're like, man, if there's something cool in country radio, you check it out. And if it sucks, then you go, you know, you don't like the song, you go to the yes. rock station or pop station. And, you know, and it's always killed me whenever you put a song out and, and uh, country music fans sometimes are, Oh, that's not country. And no. then, you know, you're ruining it. Dude, when <laughs> I came out with Dirt right. Road Anthem, I mean, there were people <laughs> thinking that, that I was straight up Satan ruining country music. Dude, and I'm like, that, that I for, <laughs> I mean, I didn't forget, but like, yo, that, that was country rap before country rap was, was happening. Well, was, Shout out Colt too. It, yeah. Cole Ford and Brantley. Yeah, um, that's right. But yeah, it, you know, it was just, that song was so different, but it's the same kind of thing. It's just like growing up, you know, having an appreciation for all different kinds of music and, you know, it's, um, I don't know, man. I just, I never, probably a lot like you, never wanted to be backed into a corner where it was like, I could only do this and, and I, I have to stay in this circle, you know? So I yeah. don't know. It just, it, it kind of frustrates me a little bit when I hear, hear people, you know, tell you, you can't do this or can't do that. It's like, dude, it's music and there's no rules. That's the beauty of it. There are no rules. And do people, people are savage to, to the listener. And it's like, yeah, there, there can be outside influences in country music. I mean, country music has always pulled from outside of country music. Well, to me, the original rap country rap guy was Charlie Daniels, but Oh yeah, dude. Devil, Devil went, went down, down to Georgia. hundred percent. Yeah. Looking for so, soul, so I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that crowd, no, that, no, but uh, I'm going to give that one to Mr. Charlie. No, that's, that's cool. Charlie Daniels. I'll give you that too. But I just mean like the song chilling on a dirt road, dirt road anthem fucking, I remember it made me want to do all the things that were in that song. Yeah. <laughs> and I did them. Well, shit. I mean, that's I how, <laughs> but I mean, that's how we grew up. Yeah. You know right. What I mean, so to me, I feel like that's part of what made that song a hit was that, you know, melodically and stuff, it was different for country radio, but it's also subject matter wise. I, I felt like it country was, music. it was talking to our people, you know, yes. and, and I mean, hell man, to this, to, to this day, I mean, that's, that's been the biggest song of my career. So is it one, oh, a hundred percent, you know, one that, you know, when we first recorded it, everybody was like, oh, man, I don't know. Is that is that cool? Is it is it too much? Is it this, that? People, you know, our label was a little scared to put it out at radio. And, and you know, I fought for that song, man. And and um, I actually wanted to to kick the album off of that song. I wanted to, that to be the lead single. Which album was that on? That was on the My Kind of Party album. And um, and the label was like, man, we, we really, we were coming off the wide open album. We had just had She's Country and Big Green Tractor. So we were right, really getting on a roll. And uh, the label was a little nervous. They were like, let's put a couple other things out and really get, you know, some legs to the album and then drop. So that's what we did. And it ended up working out better because we had my kind of party, which was great. You know, it, it got the album off and rolling. And then the duet with Kelly Clarkson, which was a huge pop. Crossover. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then when we dropped Dirt Road, it just made it that much bigger. So, yeah, that that would did that get did that go number one on pop. Did that go pop as well? Like, uh, was that played on top 40 or is that just country? It was, it was on. Uh, yeah, it definitely was like top 40 over there but um i don't think i don't know that it went number one over there gotcha that's been a long time ago man i can't remember that <laughs> no, 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 I, can, I, I can't even <laughs> it remember went number one Saturday. at country country radio which was what you know and that's always been my thing too it's like man i'm a country artist this is this is my world i'm not right. trying to no, do whatever if if we have a song that happens to cross over and and the pop world starts playing it cool but that's that's never my intention really yeah totally what is what's happening in this photo right here yeah, what, what was it this? like working with luda uh, Luda was great, man. You know, the funny thing was the way that came about was we were doing the uh, the CMT awards 
And so it was when Dirt Road was a big hit that year. And, and uh, you know, anytime you play these award shows, they're always trying to do some sort of collaboration because they just think that's cooler and fans want to see that stuff more than us just doing our song by ourselves. Yeah. So we started throwing around the idea of, of pulling somebody in to do a song. You know, we were throwing around Eminem and just all these different people. And um, somebody brought up, brought up Luda and I was like, man, maybe that's that might be cool, yes. you know? And so we uh, basically just hit him up to see if he was interested. And um, he wrote his verse, did all of his stuff at his house and then sent it back to us. And I'm like, this is great. Yes. You know? And so, <laughs> so the so first good. time we ever did it live together was on the CMT awards that night. And um, he came out and, and killed it. He had a good time, man. And, you know, and I've gotten to be, uh, gotten to be friends with him a little bit over the years. And he's just super, super cool. Seems dude. like a super nice guy. Yeah, he's, he is. He's one very of, smart, very smart guy. Super smart. He's one of my favorite rappers. And I think underrated too, because like his flow and energy he brings on the mic. So good. Man. I just love, the f- he's just a super like positive dude. You know what I mean? Like anytime I've been around him, he's just super positive and, um, I don't know, man. He's just, just a guy that's easy to talk to and, and super intelligent, you know, very business savvy and, uh, just, yeah, somebody I got a lot of respect for, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, they, they make these lists for me and I, I'm so glad to have a screen, dude. I didn't used to have this and it's so good for thought process. Let's see. When did you, when did you first feel like mu- music was going to work out for you though? This is another fan question, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I started playing bars in in Georgia when I was 14 years old, um, you know, I was 14. And so they yeah. obviously let you go in. No well, matter. yeah, my parents would have to come in and I would do like these talent show contests and stuff at these bars. And I would, I mean, hell, I, I bought my first truck winning talent contests at all the bars in, in my hometown. And, That's uh, sick. and so then by the time I was, I could drive by the time I was 16, um, I had a house gig at one of the bars so I could drive myself. They knew that I was working there obviously. And so I would go, you know, play 30 minutes per set, you know, I'd get up, kind of be a featured guy, get up, yeah. play 30 minutes or whatever, and then go back home, go to school, do all the deal, you know, but I was a, I was a baseball player. We talked about yeah, this. Yeah. I was a baseball player and I honestly thought that that was my career path, that I was going to go to college and play ball and, and try and pursue that. And then the older I got, you know, hanging out in the clubs, playing music, I started realizing that I, I really enjoyed it and that, you know, people seem to like it, you know, and I think that's the thing as a singer too. It's like you look and, you know, it's, it's something you do, but you don't realize that other people feel the way they feel about it. And then you start realizing that, damn, people are into to what I'm doing. This, it's working. This might be kind of cool. Working. And uh, so then by the time I graduated, I was just like, man, let me just go run this down for a year. Let me just Hell go yeah. travel and put my little band together, went and traveled for a year. I was going to see how it went. And if it uh, if I was not doing well as well as I thought, I was just going to come back and walk on and play baseball somewhere. And, right. And man, I went out on the road for a year and just kind of never looked back after that. And I think it was, um, you know, we were playing some bars down in Florida. And when we would, I remember one in particular we played. And the first time we played it, I think it had probably 20 people in it. And we just kind of built stuff like that up. And the last time we played it, it was packed and there was a line wrapped around the building to get in. And this was before I had a record deal or this was just us being like a little local band that, that came down to play once a month. And so I think at that point, you know, I was probably 19, 20, and, and I was starting to like, maybe even 21, and I was just kind of starting to realize like, man, this is like, this is pretty cool, like to build this stuff and, and watch this happen. And I think that was the point where I kind of realized that like, I was, maybe I was better at this than, than I thought, you know? And yeah. and so uh, not long after that, 
I met my producer, Michael Knox, moved to Nashville and the rest is, yeah. So that's history. Yeah. The, the first year of me trying to figure out my thing is when I, when I quit baseball in college after my freshman year, I went to St. Thomas with Delaney's dad. I just met my wife and she wasn't my wife yet. She was dating another guy, but I just met her (laughs) and and her brother and, and her dad. And like we, me and her dad hit it off, um, on some music shakes. He was, he wrote, sold back in the nineties for right, John yeah. Montgomery and was in, in the band bread back in the day. So you told me that the other day I started pulling up some stuff. And listening to it <laughs> yeah. The other day. yeah. 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 So he was like, Hey, I'm going to go look at houses in St. Thomas. Do you want to come with me? I was like, yeah. So I told my mom, I was like, Hey, I'm not going back to school. Instead, I'm going to the Virgin Islands and I'm going to be there for <laughs> the foreseeable future. My mom was like, you have a year to make something happen in music. And I was like, all right, because I, I was like, I really just want to focus on music. So I went to St. Thomas and played bar gigs Thursday through Sunday. Me and my acoustic guitar, rapping on an acoustic guitar, like <laughs> writing songs on the beach by day, playing the bars by night, and and did that and came back. And like within two months, that's when the Warren Brothers took me in to get my publishing deal. And yeah. it was, it's I'm, just, man, you know, it's uh, the music business is there, you know, there's a, a million different routes to get to, you know, to get to the gold almost, you know, yeah. it's just like, to me, I think it's, and, and Michael Knox is that person for me, but I think it's just having that, you know, one person that's kind of connected a little bit here in town to believe in what you're doing and, and be willing to, to give you a shot and gamble on you a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think as, as the person like, like us, I mean, I think you have to have a little bit of a desire to, uh, to want to go in and, and prove everybody wrong. You know, like with me, I mean, I carried a chip on my shoulder for a long time, especially after getting dropped from labels and, people not really giving me a chance to really show what I could do. I was like, man, shit, by the time I had a chance to do that, I was like, not that I was pissed off at everybody, but it was just like, you know, I finally had a chance to like My get turn. out there and get heard. And like, you know, obviously I wanted to, to prove myself and, and prove everybody else wrong that hadn't given me my opportunity, you know? So, right. um, I think you have, have to have a little bit of that drive in you too, but also, you know, you have to have those people that, that are willing to give you a shot at it. hundred percent. Yeah, when did you and Tyler meet? When did y'all meet? We went on tour together. Um, it was right after Redneck Crazy came out. We actually met at the, I think it was the BMI Awards. Yeah, it was the BMI Awards, and <clears throat> I, well, I met him. I'll tell you when I first met you. I was playing the acoustic guitar for Cole Ford. Yeah, I don't oh, remember wow. a lot about those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. Because uh, I all I had to do is sing the choruses and play acoustic. So I was throwing the hell down. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Colt was touring with Colt was opening some shows for us back in the day, and Tyler was in his band. So that was actually the first yeah, place he goes, I met. Hey, I got I'm over at Jason's bus. He wants to hear some of your songs. I told him you you hell of a writer. Blah, blah blah. I was like, okay. So I put all these what I now call crappy songs together to take over to his bus, and he's doing the same thing he does now when I play him a song, which is just sit there. <laughs> which aka means nope don't like that one no nope. but no it, i played these songs and i was nervous as a seed dick up in a day of turkey season you know i was up there <laughs> but, you know i played them songs and then down the road i had written that crazy as a hit and then we went to the bmi award i went to the bmi awards and met him there and then we were looking for somebody to open our tour the tour we were ain't want shooting for you know when you're a art, younger artist and he knows and you know like you're you got your booking agent and your management there they have the tour up there that's a long shot the one yeah. you want which is his there was a couple others and i was in a hotel and they said we got the aldine tour and 
I think it was us and, and FTO, wasn't it? Yeah, it was first oh, year. Wow. Like double headers, triple head. You know, Miranda was on some of those shows. So I did that first year with him. The next year I did, uh, and yeah, he had me back a second yeah. year. I'm not sure. He why. came out with us for two years in a row. <laughs> That's so tight. So, so we just got to time, got yeah. to hit it off and and um and so yeah, just uh so rest is history, I guess. Then I then I haven't been able to get rid of him out of, after that. What's when did up? you start your label? Uh actually started it um I don't know, year year two ago, year and a half you ago or something. Like I think it was a year and a half, two years ago is when like I called you and I was like, Hey, are you serious about you know signing me starting this this night train thing? Yeah. He's like, Hell yeah, you know, so and then it actually kind of went official, I want to say, last spring. Yeah. Well, what happened was it was something that I'd kind of been talking about for a while. Something that I wanted to do was, you know, have a label. And if if there was artists, I mean, you know how this town is, man. You see guys sometimes and you're like, how the hell do you not have a deal? Like, you're better than a lot of the stuff I'm hearing on the radio, you know? Yeah. And so it was something that I wanted to do. And um, you know, I wasn't in, really in any hurry to do it. It was just something that I wanted to do at some point. And then I had the opportunity to uh, to sign Tyler. So when that opportunity came up, I just sort of fast-tracked it all and went, all right, it's time to get it up and running. So we got it up and running, signed Tyler as our first artist, and um, you know, kind of went to work on cutting his record and stuff. And and uh, I guess it was, yeah, a year, year ago, year, whatever right it was. Before but, right before Yeah, that, yeah. That, which is like a year ago this week was, right. was the shutdown. Where was tour wise? Were you going to be touring last year? Obviously, or were you taking an off year anyways? No, luckily for me, you know, I went back and I played. Typically, I don't start my tour until you know. Usually, it's after the ACM awards, which are like in April or whatever it is. So then we'll we'll start going. uh, We'll start touring right after that, and I usually take the first half, you know, the first three months or so of the year off. Well. Last year, we went to work in January. So I worked some of January, February, and then March up until they shut everything down. So at least I got to play a little bit of shows. Yeah. And then we were supposed to go back out, I think, in July. And um, I just thought, man, we'll take take a few months off. We'll be back in July, and it'll be fine. You know, yeah. I'll go kick it at the beach for a few months and nope. be back ready to rock, you know. And, and shit, man, they, you know, <laughs> they started canceling everything. And, yeah. and so now here we are. The following March, and I've still yet to play a show. So, why it is? I've never seen anything like this in my life, man. I think I think it's coming back, though. I think like it's gonna come back. Yeah, I mean, I I know for us, and and probably for you too. I mean, there's we have like some spot dates, festivals, and stuff. I think in June, um, and and a few things in July. And I think for us, we're hoping to, you know, nobody hold me to this, but I, I think in our minds, we're hoping like somewhere around end of July, first of August. Yeah, that um, you know things will kind of somewhat start getting back to normal, and 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 the thing is, it's not that we couldn't go play shows now, but if you know, with especially with us, with all the stuff that it takes to put on a show, you know, to go in and they tell us, well, you can only play to fifty percent of the arena or whatever. I mean, that it don't make no doesn't sense. make sense for us to do right. that, you know. So until they open it all the way up for us to be able to go out, it just makes it really hard. To, to do that. And then in one city, you may can play a hundred percent capacity and then your routing city, the next two nights, you may only be able to play 50. So it's like trying to find where those spots where you can play yeah. to full capacity. So it's just a little tricky, but um, you know, I, I tell our fans all the time. I mean, I, I can assure you when, when they cut everybody loose, man, we'll be, we'll be leading the charge of, of people ready to get on the road. Dude, I can't wait. I miss it so much. I miss, um, 
waking up in new cities and going trying yes. to a coffee spots. Just hanging out with my band, like the you know, yeah. I mean, you you end up being around those guys more than you are your family a lot of times, and, and they become family, and it's just like you miss. I miss just like hanging out with with my guys, you know. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's definitely a lifestyle, man, and it's uh, I think for all of us having it kind of taken away for the last year. At least for me, it's made me appreciate things even more than I than I did already. But just knowing that it could be taken away that quick is is crazy. Hundred percent. I I have loved getting to spend time that I would not have gotten to spend, like with Delaney. Hundred percent. Start a little family piece. I don't know. <laughs> See, my family travels on the road with me a lot, so it's like they're out there with me a lot anyway. Um, you know. So I mean, it's been nice to to be able to be home and and kind of see what normal is yeah. i guess yeah, but that's right. not our normal you right. know what i mean so it's just it's just been odd man just an odd year and i'm just ready for things to get back to normal it is i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little ad piece have you heard of kong beer bongs dude no but i <laughs> saw you at the beach the other day well i'm gonna do a little demonstration can we get a beer in here i put a beer in the um Andrew, you want to go in get the it? fridge right now you want to go get, hey, there's two beers one of them's like a bud light 24 ounce and a other one's like a rolling rock Pick one. Probably the, <laughs> get the 24 ounce. You can just open it like a can. Tito's is it. I'll do Tito's out of, the, out of the Kong beer bong. But yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy. It works as a koozie half of the day, and then you just stick a little hose pipe in it, and now you got a beer bong. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, I meant to bring one to I'm the golf course. I'm very upset with myself that I did not invent that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so, is that what you had when you were down in Florida yeah, on the beach? It. Yeah, that's what I, I thought yeah. it was. We're, we're about to do uh, launch my own. Thank you. We're about to launch my own. Um, Thanks, bro. Bit of them, the Just Be in Earnest editions, the white and the flamingo. Ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get some of that. I'll get you one. So yeah, dude, it's just what you think it is. <laughs> that's exactly what you think it is. You're familiar with the concept. Oh yes. your ad there is your ad i mean if that doesn't make you want to run out and buy one i don't know what will hey hey couldn't have went worse american made only only the best here tell you what was wrong with that one it wasn't actually that's probably not american special edition that's what it was oh my god (laughs) this is going fucking lovely oh my god it's going fucking lovely Oh my God. Uh, no chance I'm getting pulled over on the way home, dude. <laughs> oh, what have you been doing? Uh, well, oh my God. I tried drinking. That... You've been drinking? No, I tried. <laughs> Fucking. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, Might as well go ahead and hit up the bars before you go home. I know. I mean. Unbelievable. That. And the room That's had the started thing. to smell so good, dude. <laughs> I think it smells better now, actually, but. <laughs> Look, the view from over here was pretty epic. Hey, I don't know, he turns sure. that thing up, and the <laughs> I mean, God damn, no, dude! I saw it coming. Like, something uh, didn't feel right when I went up, and something didn't feel right. There was too much twist in the tube. I would like, hey, that was my fault. Okay, you can get one at KongBeerBong.com. I mean, you can, you can. <laughs> I would. Who doesn't want this to happen to him, dude? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the best spokesperson ever for that brand. 
<laughs> I just lost a job. <laughs> to be fair, you've been manhandling that thing for a couple weeks, so maybe it just had some wear and tear. This is true. This is true. I'm not doing it again. I know that. Not about to redo it. That's our ad for today. I think we're good on that. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Hey, um, I remember I wanted to ask. Oh, quick little story. We were talking about dirt roads, okay? Yep. And I'm going to pretend, I'm just going to talk like I'm not fucking soaked in fear right now, dude. I'm going to fucking move on and be a trooper because that's that's the pro way to go. Um, but just please tell me that we're not going to edit this out. Oh, no. no this is, part of this is <laughs> perfect. We have our clickbait now. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. God. I'm going to talk about this dirt road thing now. Yo, or or we could cut it before, and then next frame you're just soaking wet. No <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is funny. Are you, subscribe to my OnlyFans to see how Earn got soaked. <laughs> super soak Earn. Yeah, the super soak Earn. <laughs> God, okay. Dirt roads. Dirt roads, dude. So I just got, I, I had a truck in high school, but it was two-wheel drive, so fuck that. So I got a four-wheel drive like a, about a, three weeks ago, and I got it lifted and shit, and I hadn't gone to go through any mud yet. And yesterday I was leaving, uh, I actually wrote with Rodney Clawson and Mark Holman yesterday. Might have one for you. But um, we, uh, I was leaving Mark Holman's neighborhood, and half of it's undeveloped, so it's just mud lots. And it was raining, and all I could think about during the, during the I was like, I might pull some high school shit and drive through one of these down. <laughs> and I did. I, I, as I was going out, I was like, ah, and it was construction workers only cones. And I was like, went straight through that, put it in four wheel drive, went up on top of the little plane thing. I was like, uh, I was like getting all nervous and I put it in four wheel, put it in four wheel, and I said, like, through one big donut. And I was like, ah, I can't do it. And I seen one construction dude running out of a house after me. Like, no, no, I took out of the neighborhood. Dude, I felt 17 again. It felt so good. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to, uh, when you grow up in the South, you know, doing that stuff, it's, it's hard to. You can't grow up that. and not you, do it. You can't you know? outgrow that. I just look for puddles now. Do you do you have anywhere I can run through mud? Is there a farm that anybody Tyler's house? A lot of mud. Please let me come. Two hundred acres. I want to. I got to come out and get on some farmland. Have that. you seen? You got to. Tyler's got the setup. Have you showed him your pool? No. What kind of pool you got? It's pretty epic. So which pool though? <laughs> <laughs> He's got two pools. The yeah. one, hey, the yes, one right here one. on this floor made of Bud Light. Because yeah. every year I usually, so because of COVID last year, before that I'd usually get a go on Amazon and get a little uh, blow up one. It's like you can get them for like eight hundred bucks, and it's <laughs> yes, and it you, you know it's got the plastic siding and you fill yeah. it up. And, so it's exactly that. the kind of pool you think you would get for eight hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, but eight hundred bucks, and I'd use it the whole summer. And at the end of the summer, you know, you drive a truck through it and then haul it off, throw it away. Next year, get a new one. Well, COVID I had to pinch pennies last year, so went to Tractor Supply, got a horse trough, filled it up, put a chlorine tablet in there, and I had, <laughs> it sits out on my on Far Beach where I put a. About 150 tons of sand. That's next to a pond. Next to my pond that's slightly bigger than this room. Pond pond beach. Oh, my gosh. I got to come. It's, can I come drink a beer on your beach? It's redneck heaven, I'm oh telling you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they've got a bunch of floodlighting. Yeah, you can, you can come out out there. And you don't have any, <laughs> I mean, my wife may come running out of the house, and hopefully she's in a construction outfit, but that's the closest <laughs> thing here. 
They might be into some weird shit. She may have one there. I don't know, but okay, it's all right. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. Uh, what about Buck Commander though? What? When did you start that? What's what's uh, what's up with Buck Commander? So Buck Commander is our uh, is our hunting show, and um, so the way that started was. Luke Bryan and I have a, a mutual friend, Adam LaRoche, who used to be played baseball for, for the Braves. He played for the Pirates and That's Nationals. Right. And his first baseman, he was in the league for a long time. But That's right. he uh, he was he played with the Braves, and Luke and I both met him there. And uh, big country music fan, and and so he at different times he had invited he had kind of got to be friends with Luke, and Luke was going on some of these hunts with them, and then he met me and started inviting me, which is actually how I met Luke, really was actually more through Buck Commander than it was through the music part. So, long story short, they were starting this this company. Willie Robertson was part of it from Duck right. Dynasty. Um, Chipper Jones was one of the owners of it. There was like six of these guys that were owners. And um, we just they just kind of let us tag along. Me and Luke, we were just kind of like tagging along, hanging out. Well, the next thing we know, they're back then we were making DVDs and stuff like that. They had a TV show. And so we just kind of found ourselves involved in the show and the DVDs just because we were hanging out. And then a couple of the guys left. So they uh, they opted to go out and start a new company, Chipper and, and another guy named Matt Duff. And so when they did, they asked me and Luke to come in and, and sort of become the new two owners of the group. And so that was kind of how it started. And then just um, Last year, two years ago, we just brought Tyler in on it too, so he's one of the new owners of it as well. So, oh yeah, but yeah, they did. I was just hanging out, and they're like, "Well, hell, we might as well." If you're going to be here, you might as well put you to here, work. Yeah, here, yeah. So, and and you see, we had a show on the Outdoor Channel, and we used to like produce these DVDs and stuff. And now we kind of do it all through uh, through YouTube. So you just go on like the YouTube channel and check it all out. But it's, you know, it's. I, I feel like a lot of times when people are watching hunting videos, it's like. You know, guys are like trying to teach people how to hunt, and I'm like, man, most people know how to hunt. With us, it's Just like watch us hunt; it's fun, and then it's all the other shit that happens yes. when we're not hunting. Yes, you know, like where I ran over the rental car with the D8 bulldozer, and then we tried to take <laughs> it back to the rental car place and tell them that we hit a deer. You know, it's, it's like, and the and the and the car looked like a damn beer can. You know what I mean? That it's, is hilarious. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. I love Yeah. It's like hunting meets jackass kind of. Yes, exactly. That's I, perfect. Actually. I, um, I've never killed an animal. Well, I shot a bird at close range one time, but I've never killed. <laughs> I've never hunted. <laughs> well, we got to change that. Yeah, Ty, Tyler's Tyler's a big turkey hunter. Yeah, he loves a turkey hunt. I love the deer hunt, but I got to kill an animal at yeah. some time. Um, let's see here. I got another question for. Oh, live in La Vida local. Let's get a little segment. Yeah, I think I think the last time I heard this song was when I moved to Nashville in '98. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hear it every week. This is uh, live in La Vida local. So you've been here for a minute. This is a segment where I ask you what would be your favorite restaurant in Nashville. Uh, well, my favorite restaurant in Nashville would be the one that I own, which is the E3, <laughs> E3 Chop House. I didn't know you own E3 Chop House. Yeah. Holy so, shit. So yeah. So, uh, yeah. In Hillsborough Village, me, me, Luke and Adam LaRoche actually are the, I didn't know that, that together. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that at all. And I've been wanting to go eat there. I haven't eaten. Me and Delaney got to go there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, there's one in Steamboat, Colorado that, um, that Adam kind of started on his own and, 
he had been talking about doing something here in Nashville for a while. And so, you know, Luke and I kind of started talking about it and Adam got us involved and wanted us to to do it with him. So we opened it up here, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago and it's, it's been doing great. I mean, obviously with the quarantine, everything kind of went yeah. a little weird, but it's, um, but it's doing great. And, and, um, you know, the food is E3 steak. Food is great, man. It's like, if you're going to put time. your name on something, you better make sure it's, it's rocking, especially when it's in your, your town. So, yeah. uh, it's no, it's something we're really proud of, man. And, and honestly, if, if I have a chance to go eat here in town, most of the time, that's where we go. Go there. Yeah. Do you have like, do you have a, do you have a favorite food? Are you, a, are you a picky eater? Not really. Not really. I mean, there's some stuff I'm not, I'm not into stuff that has like like mayonnaise based stuff, like coleslaw, potato salad, mayonnaise. I'm not into that. I kind like of potato stuff. salad. I'm more of a coleslaw. I'm a meat and three kind of kind of guy for sure. You f- fried chicken or steak? Steak. But then yeah. you know, like over the years, you know, you travel around on the road, man. You learn to eat a lot of stuff. Like yes. sushi. Like I eat sushi now, which yes. I never. Hell, I never ate sushi till I was 30 years old. My parents turned their nose up at like they, I said I was getting pod thai the other night. My dad was like, "What." <laughs> but but my you know if my yeah. mom's cooking at her house my mom was a great southern cook and and so um you know actually at the bar our bar downtown here um a lot of my mom's like recipes are on the oh, menu really? yeah so uh but she's like a great southern cook so when she cooks at her house it's like fried okra yes chicken and dumplings like all it's like the uh, fried okra, fried okra. It's, it's like a like a sunday in the south man so i love eating does she have house. a cookbook no, my grandmother was just a, a great cook, you know, and she just, you know, with them, they just kind of grow up doing that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, seafood at E3 is Seafood at E3, yeah. is, that's where it's at? It's yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest, man. I mean, before we ever opened, we went and did like a taste testing for all the all the food there. And, you know, and they kept bringing stuff out. It was like stuff that I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know about that, you know, and I would try it and I'd be like, damn, that's pretty good. You yeah, know, yeah, it's like, yeah. so, you know, our chefs over there do a great job of like coming up with cool stuff. And, and, uh, if, you know, I tell people, if, if you're like going to E3, we're probably not going to blow you away with a salad. <laughs> it's yeah, not really, not yeah. really our thing. Good. But if you're, you're a steak and seafood kind of person, like it's, I mean, I, I would gotta put it go. up against anything in town for sure. I got to go do it. I've, I got inter- I introduced to Wagyu last year, like the yeah. beginning of the beginning of quarantine. One of my friends, I guess, ordered a fat load of it from Japan, and so he was like, "It was like getting hit up by a drug dude." He was like, "Yo, I got like three pounds of this stuff. I need to get off. <laughs> if you got any friends that would want any, holler at me." I was like, "Same time, same yeah, time, same, same time. time, paying him money." Yeah. Um, okay, that's good to know. E three, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, man. I got to get the surf and turf. Is there a surf and turf? There's like a seafood tower. So you get like oh, a like seafood Mastro's type deal, yeah, but it's like there's a big one, and then there's kind of like a like if it's just you and Delaney or something. There's like a smaller one. So usually, like you do the seafood tower for like a appetizer kind right. of thing, and then steak for your meal or whatever. All right, like lobster tails, crab legs, big like, prawns. Oh, I mean, yeah. are they open for lunch? Right, we open at four. Four. I think. Okay, yeah. that's lunch for some people. <laughs> um, hey, who's your favorite artist right now? <laughs> Listeners, listen, I got something that's going to make your life instantly better. Christ. Just kidding. We're talking about MeUndies. MeUndies offers a variety of sizes, styles, and prints so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. I'm wearing them right now. I think they got little bananas on them, which is ironic because I carry big bananas on a reg basis. They also offer a membership program so you don't have to leave your couch and buy boxers or briefs again. If you want to be a couch potato... You can do it with a comfy pair of boxers on. They offer a monthly subscription that sends you new pairs right to your door. So with site-wide savings and exclusive sales... 
You'll automatically pay less for everything. Sounds like a deal to me. Scared you might not like what you buy? MeUndies has a problem-free philosophy. So if you're not satisfied with the product for any reason, they refund or exchange it, no questions asked. So, for any of you listeners who have never ordered a pair of MeUndies before, that's on you, but now you can change that, and you can get 15% off and free shipping just by going to MeUndies.com slash Ernest. Again, that's MeUndies.com slash Ernest to get 15% off and free shipping. This is why I love MeUndies. They get it, and so go get your MeUndies to see why I love them so much. Surely you'll understand. Now let's get back to this episode. Um, no, no genre. No genre? Um, you know, I'll be honest, man. Morgan Wallen, to me, I think is is one of the most talented guys that has come through this town in a long time. Just from from a writer standpoint, you know, singing standpoint, he was out on tour with me last year. Yeah. Um, and to me, and I even told Morgan this when he was out with us. I mean, I was like, man, you are, you know, you're the next superstar of our business, man. I mean, he, you could just tell he just kind of had had that thing. Yeah. And um, you know, I love his voice. I love the songs yes. he's cutting. You know, I love his vibe. He's got his own little. You know, he's got his own thing that's him, that's nobody else. And yeah. and I think to me that's what that's what being a star is. And um he's he's the guy that I've been the most excited about in this town for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like a brother to me too. I um it's been cool to see him go from, you know, his long hair phase and boom and boom and next thing you know it's Morgan Wallen. Dude. Right. Yeah. Yep. That that track in Nashville, like like you're saying, like some people you just you just kinda see it. Yeah, I mean it's and it's happens. you know, and and a lot of people, it happens like right off the bat, like first single blows up, boom, you know, and then they just kind of fizzle out. You know, I feel like with Morgan, it was kind of like his whole, you know, his release of his EP and then his album, it was kind of a slow build. You know I mean? His first yes. single didn't, didn't really take off, you know, right. it wasn't really until, uh, whiskey glasses really was the, the one that really right. kind of shot things up. But, um, you know, to be able to come out and, and sort of, you know, listen to his, his new, the double album, you know, it's like, yeah. man, there's some great stuff on there. And I think that's it. It's just being able to, to continue to pick great songs. Consistent. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, he, he's a guy that I'm, that I'm excited about and, yeah. and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, everything's going on with him. will kind of get straightened out and, yeah. and, uh, he'll be back sooner than later. Cause he's, he's he'll a, he's a, he's a great talent, man. Yeah. Heard that. Shout out Morgan. Um, Aaron, who's yours? Who's favorite, mine? Favorite artist. <clears throat> <laughs> Whoever designed Kong Cooler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, know, I know what his favorite yeah. uh, funnel company is not. I was about to say, I need to get some different blue jeans. I can't smell, I can't tell if I smell like piss or beer right now. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I'll say this. My, my favorite artist right now, I don't know that it would be anyone in country music if you hadn't you said morgan <coughs> i would also agree morgan and non-biased even though I, like i have songs with him vocally but drake has been the most consistent like still ev- yeah. drake just dropped that little three piece and i know that's like the cliche answer drake maybe but well he's just a style you know he, he's, he's so definitely good. a stylist too you know and he's one of those guys that shit man when whenever something of his comes on you there's no you like listen. there's no like who is that like you know exactly who yeah. he just has his own style of of how he does things. And I think that's the mark of, of a great artist, you know? Yeah. Well, and Hey, look, I will say Jason Aldean. Dude, oh. I mean, no, here, I'll say this, your, your career of, of song choice and going out and fucking kicking ass consistently is a scary standard to have set for everybody after you. 
and and it's admirable because like you were saying for Morgan, I mean, picking songs, I think is like such an art form because I mean, even, even sometimes songwriters don't pick the right songs. So it's just like, you're, you're a legend, dude. Well, Thank you. I can't I'm, believe I can't believe you're on my podcast. I'm well, thankful for it. Well, I appreciate it. I told you I was coming, man. I know you, so, you are a man yeah, of your word. I'm a man, man of my word. You are a man of your word. Um of all your awards and accolades, I'll just do like two more questions. Uh, of all your awards and accolades, which means the most to you? Um well, you know, a couple years ago we won the uh, that's that's hard, but yeah. I, the one that kind of stands out to me was a couple years ago we won the artist of the decade at the ACMs. That's right. And um, to me, that was that was pretty special because, you know, Alabama, I'm a huge Alabama is probably my favorite band of all time. Yep. And so, you know, I was I was watching when Alabama won that award. I was watching. I was in the audience when George Strait won that award. And I remember sitting there, especially the year Strait won it and just thinking like, you know, you got Entertainer of the Year, and then you got Artist of the Decade. Like, what a cool ass thing! Like, not only were you like badass for a year, you were like badass for a, a ten years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I just thought that was so cool. And I remember watching him receive that award, and obviously well deserved by him. And and so, you know, little did I know, ten years later, that that I, he would be giving it to me. You know, yeah. and and so to me, it was just. Uh, it was just something to me that I don't know, just meant a lot. I mean, especially when you put your life into this business and you're on the road and you're, you know, just trying to go out and, and play your shows and, you know, do what you do for the fans and, and yeah. trying to make it work with your family life. And it's just, you know, it's a lot, man. And, and so it's when I think when anybody recognizes that and, and sort of goes, you know, that's, that's yeah. great, you know, and, and lets you know that it's appreciated. I, I think any award is is great, but yeah. that one in particular has been a lot. Yeah, those, sure. those don't happen, you know, for everybody. Do you have any predictions on who, who would win it, who you'll be handing it off to? I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I know the year we won it. I mean, I said it on stage. I mean, there was so many other people. I mean, Luke. Yeah, know, right. Luke, for example. I mean, he's he had a yep. pretty badass decade, too. You yes. know what I mean? So. Uh, I don't know how that I don't know how they picked that or whatever. Yeah, right. Um but I'll say this, I mean, you know, he's he's been just as as relevant as we have, yeah. uh, you know, and not to say I mean Carrie Underwood, Miranda, Urban, um, Yeah, that there is a whole church. Crew. I mean, there's there's a ton of guys that have that have done that. You know, I feel like Luke has been another level though, you know what I mean? And so I I'll tell you what, in 10 years when or however many 8 years whatever it is when it comes up again, if I'm the one that's given that award out, I hope to, I would love to give it to Luke yeah. just because I feel like he, you know, he's been at the crest of what you can be in this business. I as agree well. with that. I agree with yeah. that. That would be awesome to see. Um, I look, I don't know if we could touch on any more, any more uh, topics and especially while I'm this soaked in beer. Yeah. It's a little bit <laughs> making me thirsty actually. <clears throat> <laughs> I was um, gonna get a straw and just get it off the ground, but I'll wait. There, there's enough down there. I'll wait. Um, but dude, hey, thanks for coming by today. For real, you are a man of your word, Tyler Farr. Thanks for coming as well, brother. I got to get mudding out there sometime soon. Okay, that's it. That's your spot. I'm telling you, the house with the baby. All right, I'll, I'll bring mine. Tyler, Tyler will have his have his daughter out there uh, on a car seat, strapped to the back of the four wheeler, following you around. I tell you, that's how it'll be. Going I'll be down. holding on to the back of the yeah. car seat. She, her favorite song right now, currently this week, is Redneck Girl. Really? Yeah. How old is she? 
Six weeks. <laughs> he already knows yeah. all the words. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. We'll see all you right. soon. I appreciate man. it, Thanks, man. Buddy. Good to see right. you. Just be in earnest. We'll see you next week. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest.